All right, mic check, mic check, mic check. Mic check. I'm just checking to see if it works. Does it work? Oh. Hopefully it works. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Hello and welcome to June 3. I wasn't able to talk to you yesterday, get to my podcast or read the Bible, because I was busy walking. Have you ever heard this song? It's, this this is the vibes right now. Let me let me play it for you real quick. It's the vibes. June three in the one year Bible. Hey, we walking out. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal for you guys today. As we read our one-year Bible and as we continue to learn, uh, read our Bible, pray every day, we're going to figure out what is Jesus saying to us and what do we need to do. So let us get in the one-year Bible. Welcome to the Queer Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts. So, good morning. The concept is, how are you? Good morning. I'm discovering that uh, you should open up everything with a greeting. Hello and good morning and say goodbye. So, we're going to spend a little time in the first part. So, this the best way to learn how to begin something is to start from something in the beginning. So, we're, we're in the first 26 verses of Acts. I guess we're done with the book of John epic story about Jesus's life, his death, and his resurrection, and then now we go to the Acts portion. Everybody is keen on this. My uncle's favorite book, my uncle Sam Young, he loves the Acts church. All my other uncles that are doing church planning stuff, they go, this is the blueprint, this is the core, this is how you're supposed to Acts. (laughs) Okay, that's that's pretty basic. You, if you want to know how to act, you read the book of Acts. If you're a Christian, but maybe some of you aren't yet, but that's fine. Um, but this is how it works. If you liked what was happening in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the gospel story, and then you start to listen to Jesus and walk with him, then now Jesus says, I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens. So I hope that you enjoy reading. I wasn't able to get to you yesterday because I was busy walking it out. And I hope you are following the story, listening to the live stream, educating yourself on Black Lives Matters, All Lives Matters. But mostly right now is we should focus on the house that is burning. So right now, with immediate focus and attention, there are our brothers and sisters in the African community. And we all have to find ways so that we don't repeat the same mistakes in the past. So what's next? Um, I'm realizing that teachers are learning how to teach better 
and police people are learning how to be better police people and pastors are learning how to be better pastors. So we walk it out. Um, some problems are too big for this world, for this humanity, but some problems we could change. And I saw this thing on Instagram a while ago. It says, if you can do better, do it. We should probably get a Nike plug inevitably someday in the future. Hopefully we'll do cool and amazing things. So I'm going to take off my jacket and I'm going to read the one-year Bible. And then I'm going to go hang out with my homie, Bo, where we do more cool, fun stuff. All right, let's read. Acts 1, verses 1 through 26. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. I'm going to circle Theophilus because I remember learning something about names. Names are powerful. What does your name mean? All right. Uh, I'll tell you later. I'll highlight that as something we'll uh, touch on later. In my first book, so who's writing this book? Uh, Acts, the Apostle Paul. Is it Paul? Oh, I hope it's Paul. I think it's Paul. In my first book, I told you. I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do. Let's find out. I don't want to, that's a really big guffaw error if I just start off the reading with... I wish I locked that in my head. Who wrote the book of Acts? Nope. Luke. Ugh. I thought it was Paul. I'm sorry. It was Luke. Um, the, um, the apostle that we presume to be a physician. Ah, okay. So starting all over. Um, before we read the book, we have to find out first who wrote it, who wrote it, and who he wrote it to. So the book of Acts was written to the early church, and this is the physician Luke. I know he was a physician because that I remember. I just, I thought Paul some odd reason. So, Luke, the physician, wrote one of the parts of the Gospels, and he so told him earlier. So we're, we go, before we read a book, we have to ask ourselves who wrote it and who he wrote it to. So the physician, Luke, uh, is writing this to the early church, the people that were affected by Jesus' life. Okay, um, they saw amazing things, and all of a sudden, Jesus has crazy clout because they're like, yep, he was who he says he was. And so now what does that mean? What does that mean for our lives right now? Right? So we continue to read. I mean, we start all over reading. In my first book, that's Luke speaking. I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. 
Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Ooh, first concept. Don't leave your homes. It's like they were in quarantine, Jesus. <laughs> said, Do not leave your homes. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's take a pause. Who was baptized at Oshkosh? I'm thinking of a couple people. Maybe the person that namesake that wrote this book. Uh, Dr. Luke got baptized. Anthony and Auntie Pie got baptized. I think Hayden and Charm got baptized. If I'm forgetting someone, forgive me. Um, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you were baptized with water. So you guys were baptized with water and with the Holy Spirit. But uh, the, the writer of this book is saying that Jesus' words told us we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and then restore our kingdom? Mm, question mark, question mark. He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Holy Spirit come, and you will be my eyewitnesses. Oh, I like eyewitnesses. Saksi, that's witness in Tagalog. Telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Uh, that's point number two I'll cover. The method of how to roll out. Or the, me the method of um, what Jesus wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, and then in Samaria. Next, reading on. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud. He straight got lifted. While they were watching, and they could see him no longer. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them, men of Galilee. They said, Why are you standing here? staring into heaven <laughs> Jesus has been taken from you into heaven but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go so the way he goes up they come down then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives a distance of half a mile when they arrived they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying here are the names of those who were present Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, hey, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Oftentimes, you are referenced, you are understood by who your father was. Reality, reality. You are your father's son. Continuing on. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. During this time, when about 120 believers, okay, 120 is a number, were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Judas has bought a field with the money he received for his treachery, falling headfirst there. His body split open, spilling out all his intestines. What kind of gruesome? What? 
The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Akeldama, which means field of blood. Hmm. Peter continued, this was written in the book of the Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. So now, we must choose a replacement for the betrayer Judas. Uh, it was a story about how Judas hung himself. He felt so grief and remorse. Um, yeah, the person that betrayed Jesus, he ended up, um, um, he ended up exiting himself out. Continuing on. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to place Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots. They said, okay, this person or this person. And Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. Interesting concept, interesting concept. So they're team building. They lost one man down, and then they needed a replacement. Uh, team of 12, team of 12. So, slowing down with you. Let's slow down with you. All right, that was the reading of the One Year Bible. Now let's go over some topics. What happened? A couple observations. Now let's go backwards. They were one man down. Uh, how many of you guys are part of a team? So, really cool stuff are happening these days with team building. I watched this documentary on Michael Jordan, and I called it leadership study homework because <laughs> he was a strong leader in his, his, his team. He realized there's many principles of leadership when I watched The Last Dance. And so just like uh, that team, every, every team has a particular number. You know, football teams have this many number, and basketball teams have five, and other teams, baseball teams, I don't know how many they have, but team concept. And then on this team, one man obviously left, he died, commits suicide, and now they had to replace him. So this was how they replaced him. They cast lots between Barsabbas and Matthias, and they ended up going with Matthias. So that's one concept here. In the book of Acts, written by Luke, um, they're formulating their strategy. They're formulating their team, and they're formulating once the Holy Spirit comes, once it rains, we better be ready. Let's be ready for rain. So the next point that I observed was in, I don't know if this is learning your audience or making your home your first ministry, but Jesus said, don't do anything until you don't do anything. Stay in your home in Jerusalem before you go out to Judea, the outside, and then outside into all the world. So. He's saying, I've promised you that you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Don't do that yet. Don't you, you, you need to be witnesses of all of the things that God has done for you. But don't do that yet until you focus into your home. So focus into your home before you focus into your community and then until you focus into the world. So there's a systematic order. God wants us to focus first on ourselves 
before you can focus on those around us and those that are strangers. Do you, okay, let me make it simple for you. I want you all to make a circle. One circle, a small circle. And then around that, make another circle. And then around that, make another circle. So there you go. You got a target looking thing. Oh, that's probably the emojis I'll use for the title. You have a target. And you want to get a bullseye. If you want to get a bullseye, you go straight for the target. And then once you get that target, um, you can focus on the target. It, um, yeah, you just want to focus on the target. <laughs> no more than that. Just focus on the target. And it's in the concept of an overflow. So an overflow is... I did this illustration one time. Uh, Uncle Pastor Lem told me to do Vespers every night, every Friday. And I had this one illustration. And it was a, a cup and then a, a bowl and then a saucer. And then you pour all of the water into the one cup. And then once you flow into that one cup, then it can go into the other cup. And then once it overflows into the other cup, then it flows into the plate. Do you kind of get the visual? Do you kind of? Okay, so these are principles of how Lord the God, Lord the God, the God the Lord, Jesus, is showing us how to be the church for right now. So I think this is very important for us right now because you guys are the church. You're the church, and you have atas and kuyas that are willing to walk with you and help you do church. So it's important that we have biblical principles on how to do things. So, okay. So we realize that there is a team being built. We realize he gave us a strategy, and a strategy is found in focusing first on yourself and then focusing on those around us before you can focus on outside strangers so there's a principle there and it, it applies to a lot of things it's, it's a really cool principle i really think that that's one of the best principles and then firstly uh lastly i mean lastly uh is the concept of the name theophilus so theophilus theo what does theo mean theo means god <laughs> hey theo did you know your name means god okay Phyllis. What does phylus mean? Phileo. Phileo means friend or brother. Okay, friend or brother. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the land of brotherly love. Uh, does anyone live in Philadelphia? No? Anyways. So, Theo means God. Phileo means friend. So, he's writing this book to those who are friends of God. Cool, huh? So, Theo, thank you for having a cool name. And thank you for being one part of this Bible study that we realize that this book can be, you know, think of it like as an, uh, I don't know what this is. It's a, a type of blanket statement or it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a symbolic locking that in every person's name is kind of like their thing. Like there was this one concept that I heard. I don't know if it's Native American culture or Asian culture, or it might even be Jewish culture. They do not name the child until day 10. Interesting, right? They don't name their children until they observe, they can observe that that child will actually fit that name. Hmm. Interesting concept, huh? So there is power in a name. My name is Matthew. Matthew means gift. So obviously I feel like I'm a gift to everyone around us. Dun, dun, dun. So... Uh, let's discover what your name means. 
and realize that God appointed you for a specific purpose and you have a label and your name is powerful. I hope you like your name. I have people that don't like my, their name. I know a couple young men that um, have given themselves new names. So I understand that concept too. Sometimes you have to um, um, give something a new name, a fresh start, a new start. So that are that is a situation too. Sometimes, for example, like if you were a slave, and then they gave you a name, like in um, your your African name was Kunta Kente, and then they, he comes to America and he says your name's Toby. That's rough. I mean, that's not my name. You you gave me that name, but that's not my real name. So it's nice for us to discover who what our real name is, and there's a very unique understanding of. Having the proper label, having the proper name helps you realize that your community named you that for a reason. For example, in African culture, uh, particularly West Africa, Nigerians maybe, uh, there are a lot of Nwabenkas. Nwabenka? Nwabenka? I have, I met all these people. Um, I don't know where I met these people. Nwabenka. Nwabenka? Oh, I can't find anything. Um, born on Tuesday. Africa. Born on Tuesday, African name. Uh, Kwabena. There it is. I was like, why are there all these Kwabenas? And it's from Ghana, not Nigeria. I'm sorry. So I was like, why do I see all these Kwabenas? Kwabenas, Kwabenas, right? Uh, Kwados and Mike. Huh, interesting. So in their culture, a name is very powerful for them because your name is the day in which you were born. Cool, huh? So if your name was Kwabena, that means you were born on Tuesday and then so on and so forth and so on and so forth. I wonder if the same goes for females. Anyways, so there is a lot of concepts surrounding um, your name, what it means, uh, who gave it to you. And it's like really cool to me because once we realize that someone was properly uh, labeled, then we can um, walk into your purpose, walk into your dream, walk into your vision, walk into what your community wanted you to be. And here's a little secret about me. My name was supposed to be Adam. <laughs> Imagine calling me Queer Adam. Um, but um, there was another person at Glendale Filipino Church that was born two, three weeks before me, and he got the name Adam. So my mom was like, I don't want to give him a name that another person already had, so she named me Matthew. And here's the reason why it's even cooler that way. She named me Matthew because I was born on July 17th. Take that down. Write that down. Send me a gift, please. Thank you. July 17th. Uh, my mom stayed in the hospital. One, two, three days. 17, 18, 19. She came home roughly around July 20, which was her birthday. Happy birthday, mom. So isn't it interesting that my name is Matthew? And she brought me home on her birthday. 
it means gift and she brought me home on her birthday and so that's how I kind of that's as far as the narrative that I've learned about there, my name uh, I'm a gift Matthew means gift what else does Matthew mean let's look it up meaning of Matthew it says Matthew is an English name ultimately derives from the name Matayahu, which means gift of God. So, gift of God. Whatever that means, I'm discovering. I hope to be a gift to you, something that you enjoy, something that you look forward to, something that you like. I hope it's a nice gift, you know, but maybe I don't know who, who God was sending me to. I feel like he was sending me to you. So I should be, I want to be a gift of God or gift from God? Let's look at it again. Gift of God or gift from God? Gift of God. Mm, interesting. I'm a gift of God. So I'm God's gift. Gift of God? No, gift of God. Anyways, I'm going to continue studying this and researching this. But now I got to run. I will check you all soon. I hope everybody is great and doing well and are doing what they can to stand up for social justice and continue on building building uh, new things um, building their own toys building their own rooms building their own systems of play and of work and of life uh, i hope you're not bored in the house and in the house bored uh, instead of being boredom uh, learn how to trick your mind into playing games of learning. <laughs> like you got to gamify learning. So trick your mind into learning new stuff, into learning new things, and there is never enough time in the day. So you can be practicing your scales, you can be reading a book, you could be online doing social justice stuff. You could be on TikTok making cool creative videos. You could be dancing. There is, you could be painting like a lot of uh, you are. You could be making videos. There's never, there's so much stuff to do. So much fun, cool stuff to do that by the time you're done being in my Sabbath school, you can move on to other things. And uh, I am excited to see what those other things are that you will do in your life. We only have such a short time. Like I remember, I would hang out with Queen Louie, uh, Queen Kirk, Queen Daniel, and like the time went by so fast. And like they were in high school one minute and now they're in college. And so the same thing's gonna happen with you. Um, you set, you're set. Uh, you're gonna graduate soon. And then you guys are gonna be in college. And then you're gonna be like my baby sister, like looking for a new job. And praise report, Adejoni got a cool new job in Hawaii. Lucky ducky. What a lucky ducky she is. So, um, I hope that you enjoy your day. I hope that you are not bored. I hope that you understand that when you read your Bible and pray every day and become the best pathfinders you possibly can, you will do so many dope things for the Lord. So I ask that you uh, contact me, connect with me, follow me on the Instagrams or on the Facebooks, whatever you do, or text me, FaceTime me, 
the lines are always open. Uh, pick up your FaceTime if I call, and let's talk together and pray together and see how we could have more Jesus in our life. More good, good stuff. All right. Love you, fam. Bye. Welcome to the Queer Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts.